My father named me Summer because he said the day I was born was the most beautiful day of the summer. My mother gave me my middle name, Doreen, after her mother, my grandmother. And I loved my name growing up. I loved hearing people say it. I loved spelling it. I had all these little alphabet stickers that were purple and green, and I would plaster my name on everything. <laughs> Summer Doreen. It does flow nicely, a little bit hippie, a little bit classic. It fits me that way. I never really knew much about my grandmother Doreen growing up. She was dead, I knew that. Um, nobody really talked about her, so when I would hear a whisper of her name, it, my ears always perked up. Don't stick your head in an oven like Doreen. I overheard my dad say that to someone at an adult party I was wandering around underfoot when I was four or five, and that image stuck in my mind, someone sticking their head in an oven. Why would she do that? Uh, my mom was on the phone with her sister. I remember the curly white landline uh, cord stretching across the entire kitchen, testing its tensile strength. She was saying, well, what do we put on the gravestone? Chandler, Gray, Sherwood, maybe just Doreen and that's it. And I wondered, why was my grandmother's gravestone blank? And why were they just now fixing it when she had died in 1973? At, after some time, seemingly by osmosis, I understood that Doreen had died by suicide. To my Catholic family, she certainly had committed suicide, committed the sin of suicide, and was in hell. I don't say committed suicide. She died by suicide. She killed herself. She yeeted herself off this mortal plane. <laughs> my mom finally talked to me about it when I was a teenager. Um, just randomly one day while watching TV, there had been a note, you'll all be better off without me, you can be happy now, that kind of thing. Doreen had driven her car out to a secluded area, jammed the tailpipe full of old rags, got in, started it. She was missing for a while. When they found her, she was already starting to decompose, my mother said. And even though my mother was 18 when my grandmother killed herself, when she spoke about this to me, she sounded like such a young and innocent child. And we never talked about it again. Growing up with my mom was difficult for me. I was a child, so I only saw her behavior for how it felt to me. I didn't see it as symptoms of anything. And to me, it felt like cruelty and embarrassment. When I was 14, as soon as I got my learner's permit, I became her designated driver. I was the one who told my brother when it was bedtime. I was the one staying up late, waiting for her, asking where she had been all night. And when I was 17, I ran away. It was lonely, and I started feeling like I didn't belong anywhere, that nobody loved me. Nobody really loved me, and it was hard to see a way out of this feeling, this darkness, this pit. But I did glimpse some sunshine. I don't know how, but I tried really hard to live. I got a degree, got married, moved to Oregon, wrote poetry. Meanwhile, this tar pit was bubbling below me, and I pretended it didn't exist and focused on those glimpses of sunshine. 
My brother came to visit me one summer when he was 18, and I had planned this super fun day out, and he and my husband were not interested. Uh, and just like that, the tar splattered and got me, and I locked myself in my room and cut up and down my legs. Why am I like this? Why can't I make anyone happy? Why can't they make me happy? The next day, my uncle called. Your mom's in the hospital. She tried to commit suicide. I called the hospital room. I can't believe I had the guts to do it. She sounded so weirdly peaceful, like she wasn't fighting against something anymore. So, years and years went by, and I kept falling into my own pit over and over and over, and it got harder and harder to get out, just trying to claw with pure grit. And I didn't really tell anyone that there was this giant sinkhole filled with sticky tar sucking up the earth beneath my feet wherever I went. And, you know, my grandmother lived here, and my mom lives here, and I just live here now, too. And we never, never talk about it, but you can never let it get you. Because if you let it get you, you are definitely unworthy. I mean, you don't even get your name on your tombstone. I reached out for help and I did talk about it. And I found that talking about it helped me make my own rope that I could climb out of if I needed to or wanted to. I mean, sometimes I needed to face the tar and learn how to blow bubbles in it because I'm going to fall in again. There's no paving over one of these things. I have inherited this dark plot fair and square. But sometimes the thing that makes us sickest can turn into medicine. And I have found that by speaking about it, by being witnessed, by refusing to feel unworthy because of it, it heals and it makes the knots on my rope big and tight. And I really need that because I have terrible upper body strength. <laughs> so thank you for bearing witness tonight. I have this pit, I'll always have this pit, but I have a rope and I have my name, Summer Doreen. It is such a beautiful name. I got it from my grandmother. <laughs>